Welcome back to another episode of House to House. Oh, it's been too long since I said that. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me as always, the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers, Peter. Oh, hello. Good to be back. Hey, 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 hey. Also, the big bad boss, David Bay. House to house. House to house. <laughs> house to house. And for our return episode, we've got something in store for you guys because today... We've got ourselves a special guest, and I, I just found out just now, he's also a wrestling fan. So what better way to introduce him than the Stalin, profiling, spreadsheet building, data compiling, condo researching, Will and Dylan, son of a gun, Mr. Keith Woo! Woo! Uh-huh. Thank man? you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. You hear our rubbish and then you hear his very professional voice. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's the guest, right? Yeah. And at the same time, I think the next guest has to be a, a, a lady. It's a bit too much testosterone floating around. <laughs> now, listeners, not only is Keith a listener of House to House, but he's actually been working on something which he'll be sharing with us and the listeners today. So let's stay tuned for that. Now, before we go into today's topic, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, Keith. Yeah, sure. So um, for me, I, I, I work in the banking industry. I have been looking to purchase a property since about December 2019. So it's been quite a while. Um, it's been dragging on for a bit. And um, I think that one of the reasons is because I just can't seem to find the appropriate kind of an entry price and for, for a property. So, I mean, it's the, the search has been ongoing. And um, I think along the way, because I've been looking at it for so long, um, I've just discovered a few you know tips and tricks uh, on the property market so that's that's kind of um that's kind of where i'm right now yeah. awesome so um what what is this well essentially what is this personal property project you've been working on since 2019 tell us more about it elaborate on it yeah sure i mean it's it's, it's not exactly a, a project but i think over i mean over the one half years or so of, of looking at, at properties on you know property guru or mm-hmm. 99 co etc there's, there's just so many properties in the market and there's so much data and it, it can be very confusing uh, for someone who is buying a property. Um, so, so what I, I wanted to do is I wanted to, to create a, a spreadsheet and I had you know, inspiration from, from your online blogs and friends, etc. Um, such that every time when I look at a property on Property Guru, um, I, I just have to input that property's uh, purchase price uh, the PSF, and maybe some um, high-level assumptions, such as the condo maintenance fee, uh, you know, when I intend to exit the property, whether I, I, I want to exit it in 5 years or 10 years. And you know, this sheet will, will sort of give me a quick snapshot uh, as to how much I would actually make or lose if I were to exit the property at my, at my targeted uh, exit year. So it just gets, it's just like a quick filter. So there are some properties which I know just you know, based on this quick filter, it just doesn't make sense. There are some properties which um, might make sense and only then do I actually proceed for viewing. If not, there's, there's no end to viewings. It's, you know, it's so tiring to keep viewing properties, uh, to keep arranging it with agents. So I think this, 
this kind of sheet helps me to to take a quick view as to whether I I, uh, I intend to purchase it or whether it's, whether it's the right investment. So that's that's kind of the background to this to this spreadsheet which I, I use. It's like a it's kind of like a quick screen kind of thing uh, to think to show whether the property is like worth your time. Uh, you know, uh, investing more time into like setting up the meeting with the agent and everything. Is it? Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like a quick screen, but I think it, it goes into it goes into very uh, uh very very small smaller details. Mm. You know, for for example, I I can just do a quick run through of, of what I what I look at this sheet. Um, you know, usually in, in, in when you, when you read the newspapers or you, you hear from you know uh, agents or developers, uh, a property has a fifteen percent you know, increase in pricing and, you know, you've, you've, you've gotten a paper gain of 15%. Excellent, right? So you, you think you earn, you, you think you earn 15% profit, but, but because in a property purchase, there's so many hidden costs, you'll just be shocked as to, you know, the, the amount of hidden costs. Uh, in it. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So in, in this sheet, what, what I capture is essentially, number one, um, your stamp duties, your buyer stamp duties, this is not additional buyer stamp duties, but this is stamp duties applicable for all uh, purchases. Uh, as a example, if you're considering a $2 million property, um, the stamp duty based on my sheet is about, you know, 60-odd thousand, right? So some buyers might kind of forget that you have this duty uh, when you purchase. Uh, number two is, you know, your legal fees. Not a lot, but if you want to make a, an, an accurate investment decision, all costs have to be factored into account. That's about maybe about two to three k. I think mortgage master would be the expert, but that's that's kind of my <laughs> estimation, right? Number three, you know, when you eventually sell the property, you have to pay an agent fee, right? That's about um, I don't know what's the market rate now, but I think it's about two percent, uh, depending on on how you want to incentivize your your agent. Uh, could be higher uh, as well, uh, depending on your negotiation. You know, and if 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 you're if you're, if you're planning to renting if you're, if you're planning on renting out the property, right? And to me, renter you in Singapore is just dead. You know, uh, gross renter you is just not applicable anymore, right? And the reason is because so many hidden fees in renter, which is also captured in my sheet, right? As an example, um, I I have made an assumption where I have a one month vacancy kind of a period. Um, every every two mm. years, it's, it's 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 not very conservative. Um, I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, but that's just an example. I also take into account my agent fee, uh, which my assumption is about two weeks per year. There's also yep. fire. There's also fire insurance. Um, there's also your condo maintenance fee, which is just a killer. Uh, it's payable every quarter. Um, for for maybe for for like a two million dollar property size, it can amount up to five hundred or, or even more. There's your property tax. You know, every yeah. property you have to pay property tax. If you're renting it out, the tax is higher. If you're if you're doing if 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 you're if your own stay is lower, there's your income tax from your rental, uh, depending on your income bracket as well. But you, you have to pay income tax uh, regardless. You know, and and if you take all this into account, right? And if let's say I project that I want to sell it in five years time, mm. right? I calculated that the average break even is about six is about six point five percent. You so if I, no no sorry to interrupt, but you are exactly mm. correct because I just went through this whole procedure with my mother. <laughs> yeah. So so to give context, right, is uh, uh, a panorama. My mom had a house at Panorama. She bought it in twenty thirteen. 
uh, where the new ABSC laws came up. So long story, last time, right, she bought that time she called me, I was a banker. She was like, hey, uh, so my Chinese, my, my name is Yi Qiang, so my mom obviously doesn't call me Bei, that's my dad's name. Right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, Yi Qiang, I'm sorry that I just bought a property without consulting you, who, who is the finance guy. I'm like, okay, what do you buy? So she said, oh, I went to the property, uh, the agent, uh, like, give me Gong Tao, uh, I bought it. Uh, I'm like, okay, okay, I don't need to hear your agent, how he superpower <laughs> manipulated you to buy the house. So she bought at 864864 Quite nice. Okay, the number 864864. She didn't know she got to pay ABSD. Eh? <laughs> so that was one big hiccup when she bought. Okay, never mind. So today she sold it about in May. And then she, she bought it at 864864, right? She sold it at 1.02 mil. Ooh. So 1,020,000. Theoretically profit, right? So yeah. she was very happy until my father walked in. She's like, oh, you sold that? Uh, how much you sell? 1.2. Uh, 1.02. Uh, confirm lose money. Uh. My father said that to her. She lost her mind. And then she called me at 11 p.m. And then I created a Google sheet and I was on the phone with her for three hours inputting something which I never did in my life. But exactly what, <laughs> exactly what you just said. So I have put in First agent commission, uh, sorry, sorry, first rental agent commission, second rental agent commission, sales agent commission, selling lawyer fee, buying lawyer fee, conservancy, maintenance, property tax, uh, repairs, everything, right? Because she rented it from 2017 TOP to today, if she didn't rent it out, uh, she would have actually lost $40,000. But because she rented it out and she bought 2013, uh, here the year, she only made 47000 so wow. okay. theoretically, like say, I sell 1.02, I bought your 864, 864, I should make a lot more money, right? Yeah, so exactly what you said. It's, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm surprised that, that everything you said, I'm like, I just opened my mom's Google sheet, right? I'm like, you, you actually said in the correct order of how I put it in coincidentally, <laughs> every single thing that I had to input for my mom. And it's like amazing, right? Because... Yeah, she didn't make 200 grand. She made 40k. And if she didn't be, wasn't able to rent out, she would have lost 40, 50k instead. So, exactly what you said, man. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, so many hidden costs. And, you know, uh, like, like you know, I was saying that if, if you rent it out for, let's say, five years, right? Even if you sell it, even if you sell it at a 6.5% profit, you're just break even. You're not earning Correct. any money. So my all. mom sold it at like a if you sell it, 15% profit, right? If you 15%. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about this is that, you know, five years, even if you said at 10 years, right, it's still about 6.5%, right? But the thing is, you know, when you purchase a property like this, you know, if let's say we're giving us about $2 million property, right, your, your upfront cash slash CPF is, is about 25%, right? So, you know, this, this break even, it, it doesn't even take into account the opportunity cost as to what you could have done with the upfront cash. So 25%, of two million is about five hundred k, right? If if I'm just conservative, I just put it all into a CPF OA at two point five percent, right? You can even get a four percent um yield if you invest in other products, which I, I deem as pretty safe as well. You know, over over ten years, we have gotten a hundred twenty five k uh just cold hard profit. You know, so it's um I just feel that it's you know, property purchase is very tricky. Uh, there is, I and mean, you need to do a lot of due diligence. You know, sometimes there can be some advantage and disadvantage. There's some pros and cons to doing, you know, such detailed due diligence. And the cons is, you know, you become like me, 
I'm just so, I'm just, I just don't trust the property market anymore. <laughs> and that's why I've been searching for so long. Um, but I mean, the, 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 the pros is that you, you have a very clear view of how much you actually make in, let's say, five or 10 years time. I, I, I project it, I project it on a monthly basis. So every, every month, I know how much I'm paying the mortgage. Every month, I know how much I'm actually getting back from, from renter, net, all this uh, stuff. So it's, um, I think that's, yeah. that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the purpose of, of the whole sheet. It's like a full <laughs> breakdown uh, of the unit. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a full breakdown. Yeah. And I, it's, it's really quick because there's just a few inputs I need to put. Rental, purchase price, PSF, for example. Right. And, it, it and everything is calculated for, for you. Me. Yeah. Actually, after doing this sheet, I was thinking, I was thinking whether to take an a, a, a agent course. <laughs> so I thought it'd be quite, quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> I have some more questions. For the agent course, right? So, uh, my, 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 got some colleagues taking the course right now. So, he's like, oh, the exam, he, and he's smart, nah? he's from Raffles and stuff like that. He got 27% on mark on the course. I'm like, cannot be so hard, right? Is it because you were not in the mortgage industry, right? So, I know more stuff. Send me a paper, mock paper. I want to take a look. First question, I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's quite sick is it like question. what is that like open-ended uh, question or multiple choice mm, actually not very difficult huh? i mean uh you can edit this out if you want to but i'm gonna just read you the first question okay okay, uh, okay. where would what, okay. what would the property price be in five years time no 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 it's, <laughs> it's so technical it's not even funny okay so uh, i'm gonna read you question 21 i just scrolled to there which of the following is true or not true? Compulsory acquisition of private land by the state in Singapore is governed by the Land Acquisition Act. If the landowner is not satisfied with the compensation award, he can lodge an appeal on the Valuation Review Board. The government has a discretion to offer landowners ex gratia payment in special circumstances. Is it one only, two, one or three, or none of the above? It's totally <laughs> not property related, it's law related. So it's, mm. it's, it's, the cost is quite sick. La. So I would figure... A mortgage guy, a banker, will not be able to answer these questions, but maybe a property lawyer can pass the exam. You know? <laughs> well, I'm looking wow. at the other questions. It's so, what, what is the answer, actually? Is it just uh, one? I don't know. I have to go to, I have to go to the answer page. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go there. It's, it's, I have to open another file. Yeah, <laughs> all but, right, all right. Yeah. But basically, yeah. it's nice to know that, that property, you know, estate agents are expected to at least know the, the law. law or at least, you know, be somewhat competent in well, what what governs the you know the, the decisions that they have to help others make. Well, the truth of the matter is that if you take the exam enough times, you will know the right answers. <laughs> so you, I mean, you, you go out there, you see a housing agent, you look at the guy, you 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 really think he knows the law to to this extent. Uh, this was the mindset yeah. I needed when I was taking my A levels. Do enough tenure <laughs> series, you confirm pass anyway. Yeah, man. But, but Keith, uh, coming back to you, uh, the idea of you, you know, jokingly, or maybe not even jokingly, suggesting that you should take the agent exam is because the agent fee is one of the biggest costs? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, agent fee is, is, is definitely a, a huge cost we sell. But I mean, I mean, I was jokingly, I mean, jokingly said that I was going to take an exam, but I think it's more of, you know, through this whole process, the buyer's journey process, it just made me you know, naturally interested in, in the property market. So, <laughs> for you know, I maybe it's a backup career. Yeah. No, definitely. I think uh, 
we need people like you as a housing agent because uh, there's a reason there's a reason why I'm a uh, mortgage master is doing what it is and of course we also have the property master arm set up already it's because we we basically see problems in the industry and and we need people who, who can give more clarity to the consumers rather than consumers going in blindly because of hype because of their sales skills it should be sales skills as well as education skills right yeah yeah definitely and you know for me when i did this sheet is you know i'm not saying that there's I'm not saying that you know don't buy property, but with this, with this, with me, with 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 a detailed analysis, you you kind of know what's the right entry price. Exactly. So you just have to find opportunities in the market with an appropriate entry price and with an you know with with an appropriate story, and that's and then only then after then you make your offer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hopefully, course, hopefully the opportunity comes soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, your sheet also doesn't take into consideration like normal buyers. Like I would say, I want to live in Amokyo because I love Amokyo. So therefore, this price point may be okay. So as long as I use a um, Keith, Keith sheet and then it says I break even, but I'm going to stay a long time, you know. So so it actually, yeah, it actually gives people the clarity um, to know what they're getting into, la, not just due to emotions, right? It's emotions plus finance mathematics behind. Then you you know exactly what you're getting into instead of getting like convinced wrongly. Yeah, yeah actually you are you're exactly right. So so for me, I mean the purpose of this sheet is obviously more to have a financial awareness mm-hmm. of how much you know you will you'll be at in you know 10, 15 years or whatever time frame. But I mean because I did this sheet and I kind of realized that it's not easy to make money in the property market. Um, so when I when I first started my 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 bias you know journey and 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 in late twenty nineteen, I always had a mindset which was inherited by the older generation where you know put your money in property is is a is a hedge against inflation and over time you will make money. So my lookout was investment property. I want to mm. make money quick and easy money, right? But I think over time, I think this has kind of evolved evolved into you know I just want to buy a property where. Um, I know I'm not overpaying for it. Um, you know, I still have a bit of a buffer if, if you know, if for for price to increase. But ultimately, it has to be a place where I'm comfortable to to stay at, and it just makes sense for me in the next five yep. to ten years. Yep. Um, one of the, I mean, one, I mean, one, one one important factor, which you know, it's kind of like a, I don't know where you can say insurance for me is is definitely education because for me, you can't price education even if my property tanks. 20% in the next 10 years, but I know that, you know, my future kids, uh, because of my property gets into a, a decent school, then I can kind of say that, yeah, I don't care. I lost 10 to 20%, but my kid had a good education. Yeah. So yeah, so, yeah there's other factors as well. But, you know, yeah, I, wanted, other factors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say something about your older generation thing. Huh? The person who told you that, not wrong. Huh? He didn't say quick and fast money. He said over time. He never said how many years. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you put it in the ugliest, ugliest way possible, right? You get a 99-year lease. Let's just make it 100, okay? 100 years. Um, you buy a million-dollar property. Then your rental is 2005 a month, which is quite crap for a million-dollar property. Mm. Um, that's 30 grand a year you times 100 years that's 3 million so so technically in the long run you know, <laughs> your property don't lose la. but then if you're looking at the 5 to 10 year mark that's where it gets really difficult like what guarantees a profit actually 
at the end of the day, it's an investment, it's an investment, it's an investment. So there is no guarantees. There's always risk involved. And uh, like, yeah, you talk about your shit a lot, right? Every one of our listeners now will want to know where they can get your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how? <laughs> can share or not? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's I can I can probably I can probably uh you know do do something because the sheet is to be honest the sheet is pretty is pretty messy because it also has like my 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 salary yeah. details and stuff so and share yeah, up, I can okay. I can definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can uh I don't know maybe uh, after I after I get my 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 agent license then you know we can yeah. have a yeah. further discussion definitely definitely yeah, property see. master yeah. is waiting yeah. for you to sign up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a good idea. The whole concept of this um spreadsheet, I think it will help a lot of people and help them better understand um, you know, all these factors that they maybe didn't consider in the first place. They just look at like, oh, here's the buying price, and then how much can I sell for in five to ten years' time? And then those are the only numbers they care about. I, I think that's the mindset of a lot of Singaporeans now. But you know, like once you brought it up, like, hey, hidden cost, hey, actually you didn't make that much. Hey, actually, if you didn't rent. You might have lost out, like in the case of um Yi Chiang's mom. So it's I think all this definitely come into play, and I think all this will definitely benefit uh majority of the Singaporeans who might need this spreadsheet. Yeah. So let's wait. Let's wait for Keith to uh become a property agent, and then he will not be. I would not call him a property agent. I will call him a consultant because agents are just selling. Consultants actually care. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the mortgage consultants at Mortgage Master will be advising, not selling you mortgages. Yeah. Very important. I uh, cannot use the word agent, is it? Can. <laughs> Babu la, eh, housing agent, insurance agent, all these. Not, consultant not, got more atas feel. Uh. Yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> okay. Um, Keith, you actually mentioned these two words that I want to ask. Um, you mentioned in the start, make sense. If you recall, I wanted to ask what exactly uh, do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I think when, it, when, I, when I say make sense, um, I think from a financial point of view, um, I think you, you just have to be comfortable at you know, whatever exit um, period which you project. It can be 20 years. Um, whether that amount of money you make is sufficient for you. Um, because, you know, in a property purchase, you're locking up, you know, a lot of money in the property. You can't take the money out uh, you know, it's not liquid. You can't take the money out. You know, to pay for your various household expenses, etc. So some people are banging on you know the 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 profit of the property, uh, for their retirement, etc. So I think it it just have to mix based on your based on you know whatever investment thesis you have or whatever family family planning you have, um, that profit just has to kind of um kind of make sense to you. Yeah. Right. So that's just what I okay. I kind of think makes sense. You know some. Or some some young families, uh, my friends, you know, they, they want to stay in a decent area property, but they can't afford a three bedroom. Uh, they want they only can afford a two bedroom, and their plan is that you know, in, in five years time, uh, we will definitely upgrade. It's just a temporary solution. So if in five years time, you just have to you know calculate, um, if you were to make a loss on this property, what's your projected income? Can you afford a three bedroom? Then, uh, it's just these kind of these kind of decisions which need to make sense to to the buyer. Right, I see, I see. Okay, understand. So, um, can I ask, in your spreadsheet of the entire list of condos, how many, how many properties do you have in your list right now? 
Yeah, so I mean the, the way that I mean the way the sheet works is uh is I, I don't really I don't really, you know, put down different condos inside, but it's mm-hmm. just more of an input. If I just see a condo, I just input inside and I just kind of get the output as to, you know, the different IRR, the renter U, the net renter ah, U and okay, stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't really keep like a depository of, of like a database of yeah that's, <laughs> database that's, that's, of let's just do that's, that's a night that'll be a nightmare for me yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see. but has do you i mean you've been doing this since um december 2019 right so it's been almost two years already it's quite some time but do you have any um condos that may have stuck out that may be more memorable in a sense where maybe it's proved to have the most roi or the least roi any condo names that come to mind that you're willing to share? Yeah, I mean, I think condo names, I, I probably have to give a thing about it, but I but what I can share is what I see as, you know, condos which really hold its value or, you know, has a, has a good return. Mm. And, um, you know, I think based on my rough calculations, usually gross rental you, and, and, that's, and that's your rental divided, your annual rental divided by your, your purchase price. Um, if, you, if you manage to hit a 3%, then there's something there's something good about this condo. It's uh, it could be due to a higher uh, rent, or it could be that the list price is undervalued. So, mm. I mean, based on my calculation, I think three percent is not a lot, but it's it's not easy for a a property three percent. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of usually the benchmark, the criteria. That's a benchmark, you. but it's it's not easy to hit a three percent, especially for a for a freehold. I mean, don't 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 talk talk about you know if it's if it's like a nine nine years with with uh, twenty yeah. years or the lease off and it's well furnished and stuff. It's just a broad guideline. Um, that's that's just kind of uh, what I usually look at gross rental you. Um, but other other aspects would be uh, a shopping center. Like Singaporeans love shopping centers, and if there is a shopping center within a five minutes walk to your property, right, mm-hmm. it's it's hugely beneficial. That's why I, I see. MRT uh, as well. Um, a lot of people would say that you know, in, in by twenty thirty, I, I can't remember the figure, but was it seventy to eighty percent of all households would be within walking distance to MRT, mm. right? So they say, uh, you know, the 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 actual value of staying near MRT, uh, you know, or, or or the actual value of buying a property which is near MRT now, uh, might not be so valuable in future because you know the right. advantage is everybody gets off. it already, right? Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, but but what I but what I experience is that you know. There's a difference between staying in an integrated uh, development where the MRT is just below you versus staying right opposite MRT, one minute walk, three minutes walk, five minutes walk, nine minutes, ten minutes, and That's beyond. True. There's, a, there's a huge difference. And it, it, ultimately, it boils down to personal preferences. Um, I have an aunt who says, you know, uh, 12 minutes walk to Beauty World MRT, just <laughs> exercise, you know? It, it doesn't matter, right? But for me, it makes a difference. I, I would pay a premium if it's one minute away. Yes. I, I don't care whether it's freehold or nine years, right? Because to me, one minute away, so much difference. Yeah. So that's just some, that's another uh, aspect which I, I feel is important. Uh, I think other aspects could be the land size of the development. There's a difference between developments where, you know, which is built up on one land. So the swimming pool is on, for instance, fifth story. It's all built out as compared to condos which uh, actually have their own land space for all these facilities. Uh, I think these also make a difference. Yeah. Right. Do, do people actually prefer, uh, I mean, going back to the MRT situation, do, actually, do people actually prefer underground or like they stay opposite kind? 
Yeah, so I mean, I think underground is always best. But even if mm. you stay opposite uh, MRT, uh, uh, open-air MRT, I think some people might be concerned over the noise. Right. Um, yeah, so I've, 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 I've viewed a property that is just right outside a track. And I think it's on the fifth or sixth story. So every now and then you can kind of hear the noise, but it's pretty subtle. Mm. And I would, just, I would just take these factors into account in the pricing. A- anything you don't like, about, anything you don't like about, about the property, whether it's West Sun, whether it's ground floor, whether it's penthouse, whether the AC latch is big, just put it in the property price. Just everything has a price. Yeah. So uh, I, I, back to the MRT, I wouldn't be too caught. I mean, I, I'm not too concerned over the MRT tracks. Um, I, I, I just value distance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so convenient. Yeah. Damn, Keith already sounding like a property consultant, man. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> already got the lingo and jargon. Oh, so going. how do you feel about uh, the integrated passeries? Pricing. How do you feel about that whole that whole saga there? That is that has happened and is of course still still consistently um still running right now, right? They haven't sold hundred percent of the units yet, so how do you feel about it? Uh, what is this? What is this pasteris yeah. thingy? Okay. Okay, I'll catch you up. Huh? So in Passeries they, they literally just launched, I think it's called Passeries 8. Mm. Um it's a mix in the it's a mix uh um housing where you're on top of the MRT, uh, or you are, you are integrated with the MRT and the shopping center that comes with it and everything right, like right, that. Right, right, right. A bit like PLQ at Paya or like uh, Waterway Point. Oh, okay, Pongo. okay. All right. Uh, so they started with, I think, 1,000. Okay, firstly, uh, please understand it's at Passeries, uh, where prices of DNAS, stuff, things like that, 10 minutes from MRT around 1,100-ish per square feet. So I think their starting price was already at 1,004, 1,003,004. Throughout the day, they kept on raising prices because the demand was insane. They managed to sell two or three at 2,000 per square feet at the end of the day. And people bought. So literally, if I bought at 1,004 per square feet at 8 a.m., somebody bought at 2,000 per square feet at 11.59 p.m. And if that valuation goes through to me, I actually make 30% already. Okay, yeah. so that's not about the profit order I'm talking about. It's about... The demand for somewhere at Passeries. Passeries is not Bishan Topayo, Amokyo. Passeries is obviously not Raffles Place or so. It is literally Passeries. Okay, don't 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 crucify me, but Passeries, Jurong West, Bunle, you know, it's the end of the MRT line kind of area, right? So yeah. firstly, the secondly, the in rising in price on the same day. And how come the demand so high? Like if it was you from a pure financial standpoint, how would all three of you feel about it? I mean, if I was, if I went like, okay, if I was like bugging my wife and like, hey, B, go 8am <laughs> la, like first come, first serve, you know, like always be first in a queue and then we get 1.4k per square foot and then I hear um later on at like 5pm someone's buying it for 2k, I'll be like, ah, you see, you see, this is why you always go but in the would, morning. But would you buy a thousand four per square feet for Pasiris? I mean, okay, this is my thinking. If got people willing to buy 2,000 per square foot at Passeries and I get it for 1.4, I'm like, ah, okay, I, in my head, I'm already a winner. But you don't know the 2,000 happens like 13 hours later, what? You wouldn't know that. Uh. No, but still, you know, there's this sharp, drastic spike in price for really absolute no reason besides demand. You know mm, what I mean? Okay, like, so for, yeah. for Kyla's perspective, ah. Uh, 
around Ishun is around 800 to 1,000 per square feet, okay? okay. Suddenly, since you stay Ishun, lah, since um, at North Point, there's suddenly an integrated <laughs> condo being built. Mm. Would you pay 1,200 per square feet? Then knowing it's 30% more expensive than the condo down the road. Hmm. That's, that's also why okay. it started at 1,004. Uh. It's okay. like 30% more expensive than the condo. Just because it's away. an integrated uh, yeah. development, right? Okay, so I'm not for it or against it, okay? Hmm. I mean, happy for those who bought at 1,004. Happy for that guy who bought at 2,000 as well. <laughs> you know, there's a price to love. If you love it, you buy it. There's yeah. no price. But how do you feel about it? Like, would you do it if it was at North Point? Would... Would, I actually also want to hear, of course, Keith, how do you feel? Would you would you feel sad if you went in the morning and it was 1004 and you said, this is stupid, I'm not buying? And at the end of the day, you found out somebody bought at 2000 <laughs> Yeah, I think past three's eight. I mean, I, I didn't go, I didn't you know do much research over this property. But um, I think a few points which I, I will point out is that my understanding is that, you know, the 2000 PSF is it's not the average PSF. Yeah, yeah, I think so. that's probably just... Uh, you know, I don't know which units is it, but it's probably maybe a, a really high floor with the best uh, uh, layout, uh, the best view, uh, etc. Because I think the average price was, I think it was about 1,600, yeah. which, I, which, is, which, is still, which is still high. But I mean, nowadays, all people are saying that, you know, uh, what do we buy a CCR property? You know, past three, nine, nine years, is really 2,000. So can, we just need to kind of just read behind the figures on, on that. But having said that, I think that definitely, you know, back to my MRT kind of a preference, there's definitely a benefit uh, of buying an integrated resort. There's nothing like taking an MRT, taking, a, taking the lift down and, you know, the MRT is, is, is at your, as, as at your footsteps. Uh, same as, same as Woodley residents, right? Um, you know, it's, 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 it's not cheap uh, when it launch and there's a reason why, there's a, there's, a re- there's, there's a thesis behind it because it's an integrated development. You can just go down and buy groceries and, and, and you're, you're kind of back at your, your unit, right? So, but, but the thing about Pasiris is that I think Pasiris as a town is a bit different from other districts. I, I grew up in Pasiris, so I'm okay. quite familiar with the place. Uh, you know, Pasiris, it's, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, it's, you know, there's Pasiris Park. It's not as noisy. It's not as quiet. Um, there's, there's, there's White Sands Shopping Center and with Pasiris 8, there's the integrated kind of a, a commercial space there as well. And you know you must understand in Singapore the Easties are very loyal, to Pasiris, <laughs> right? So you know everything you, know, you talk about, you say about Pasiris, right? It sounds like Bongo, you know. Except Bongo is <laughs> Bongo, no. But Pasiris used to be a bon- your Pasiris used to be a Bongo. Oh, okay, right? that's, true, that's Pasiris, true. Yeah, that's true. Pasiris, it was uh, it was you know. So maybe Bongo could be could be like that in the future. But yeah, but you see, in Singapore, Easties are very loyal to the East. So when you're someone who has grown up in the East, your parents are your parents reside in the East. Uh, maybe your your children go to schools in the east, maybe St Hilda's or, or you know other east schools. Then naturally your 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 purchase will be in the east, right? And and which development in the east provides you know integrated integrated kind of a uh, development, uh, new, uh, near near commercial etc. So that's why people are, maybe people are willing to pay for Pasiris Eight, uh, because yeah, because because of that. Um, I think when we buy when we buy properties or so, it's very important to understand you know who who your target mark who who your future buyer is right. And for me, I always look into HDB upgraders right. Unfortunately for me, I, I didn't manage to 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 catch the BTO kind of a kind of the kind of a phase. Uh, but HDB upgraders they have 
you know, they, they sold their, their properties for a, a huge margin and they want to put their cash somewhere. Why would they upgrade from a five-room HDB, a new nice location HDB to, to, to a condo, right? There must be some sort of benefit to it. And maybe past Reach 8 would kind of, kind of meet that, kind of met that, that benefit, yeah. Another, another interesting point I wanted to play is, I, want, I wanted to uh, bring up this uh, PSF. So older properties, the older generation, or no, let's not say older generation, but let's say five to 10 years ago, um, people were more concerned about PSF, right? But now the condos, it has moved to a quantum play, right? So the, the, the PSF to buyers now isn't is relevant, but it isn't as relevant. Most importantly, more importantly is the quantum. So you can be paying a 2,000 or 1,900 PSF condo, but if this, con- this, this quantum is affordable to you, then people might actually uh, go into it. So that's just something to take note of um, when we buy properties. Yeah, yeah and Pongo doesn't have the fragrance of NSS, so it's definitely different from Passeries. <laughs> <laughs> the fragrance yeah. is nostalgic, okay. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe some, maybe some tukong, maybe some tukong injects bought Pasiris I don't know. Yeah, actually, actually, true. No, it used to be Pasiris Tampines are very good, and I hope for that industry it turns out good again. A very good rental area for air stewardesses, air stewards, pilots, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just because so, it's so close. I mean, yeah, you know, it's so easy to rent out. Like two years ago, la. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. 